Hi, my name is Josh McCarthy, and I want to welcome you to another edition of our Ask the Experts Weekend here on 104.5 WOKV. And this show is dedicated to you, the workforce of today and tomorrow. Pete, the job guy, Langlois, introduces his listeners to the most innovative companies, and he explores the career journeys behind some of the world's most influential individuals. And this is all done with an honest and oh-so-entertaining filter that is unique to Pete, the job guy, Langlois. Take it away, Pete. Hello out there, all you hard workers. Well, guess what? You did it. You made a great decision, and that is listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. After all, this show is dedicated to you, the workforce of today and tomorrow. My beautiful and semi-world-famous co-host, Angie Langlois. What's up, Jacksonville? <laughs> and I, we're career experts, and we help people by giving information and advice that will help you to be more effective and productive in your careers. That's the big part of the show. Another part of the show, which is one of my favorites, is each week we introduce you to some of Jacksonville's most influential people. And I got a great guest. I can't wait to introduce you to her in just a minute, but we're excited to have her on the show. Another big part of the show, which makes me laugh every week, is Boston Danny. And we've been doing this show now for about five years, and Boston Danny's been on the show since the show's inception. And Boston Danny does a couple things. He brags about his sports teams up in Boston. He likes to tell us all the funny things he does with his little grandson, Desmond. He's a big family man. He tells us idiosyncrasies and weird things about the city of Boston that you just don't know, folks. But the other thing he does is something special for you. So if you have someone, maybe a special someone in your life that you just like to give a shout out to, maybe say thank you or happy birthday or happy anniversary, well, it's really easy. What you do is send an email to me, and my email address is pete at petethejobguy.com. I'll give it to Boston Danny, and you will laugh, but he'll give your special someone a wicked piss of shout out like only Boston Danny can. And it's funny each and every week. He's going to butcher your friend's name. I promise you that. Yes. He will butcher the name. If it's spelled anything other than Smith or Jones, he's going to butcher it, and that's part of the— St. Augustine. Uh, yeah, St. Augustine. He came down <laughs> here and went to St. Augustine, Florida. <laughs> but anyway, guys. It's a big part of the show. Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com, and we'll make sure your special someone gets that shout-out. Guys, uh, as you may or may not know, uh, for the last couple of years, I've been on the community board of directors for JDRF. You know, I'm pretty passionate about... You know, helping people that are affected by uh, with type 1 diabetes. And what I like to do is help uh, educate listeners. You know, most of you have somebody you know, a friend, a co-worker, family member, somebody within your circle has type 1 diabetes. And it's a wretched, awful disease that, that wreaks havoc on, on, on people. And it's, it's not the person that gets type 1 diabetes, doggone it, it's the family. And it takes a village to really help and care uh, for the individual, but uh, JDRF, and we're going to tell you what JDRF is, but today, my guest, Angie and I's guest, and I'm so happy to have her on the show today, is none other than the world-famous Colleen Morris, and Colleen is the development manager for JDRF of Greater Jacksonville. Colleen, 
Welcome to Hard Work with Pete the Job Guy. Thank you so much for having me today. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you're here. And, you know, I always like uh, to start with a real broad brush. And, uh, you know, what is type 1 diabetes? That's a great question, Pete. So type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease and where your beta cells which produce insulin in your pancreas are destroyed by your own body's autoimmune system. So if you think about your pancreas, the role of your pancreas is to break down the carbs, the fat, the protein, all the food that you eat. And the role of insulin, which is a hormone in your body made by the beta cells, helps your body convert these carbs into energy. So insulin helps regulate the glucose or the sugar levels in your blood. And then at the onset of diabetes, think about it. If you don't, if you're not making insulin, what is happening? How are you feeling? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Because this is a popular, what's the difference between type one and type type two? Because I know there's a big Mm -hmm. difference. So type two is a chronic condition and your body is still making insulin. Okay. And it's often found with like older adults and you can help regulate it. It's still a serious disease and it can lead to complications. And then the big difference is that type one is an autoimmune disease where your pancreas stops making insulin altogether. Got it. Yeah. And anybody can get type one diabetes and there's a lot of risk factors for people to to get type two diabetes. So with type one, regardless of age, weight, anything, gender, anything, anybody can get type type one. So so what are like, if you're a family out there and you're seeing some different signs, what are the warning signs that tell you I got to get to the hospital? Yeah. So when your body stops making insulin, okay, and it's not converting those carbs into energy, you're going to feel really tired. You're Mm going to feel fatigued. You're going to feel weak. Um, You're also going to be really thirsty. Mm. Uh, That extra thirst, that, you know, intake of liquids is going to cause an increase in urination. You're going to have really itchy skin, unintended weight loss, irritability, mood swings, blurried vision. So if you think about if your pancreas is not functioning properly, it's putting stress and all of your other organs, such as your kidneys. And then your body is drawing like the excess fluids from your tissues of your skin and it's not getting what it needs. And then mm-hmm. it's becoming dehydrated. Yeah. So you're and I remember thirsty. Casey talking about that and it was just like this, you can't quench your thirst. Mm-hmm. So it's different between thirsty. It's like you cannot keep exactly. it from happening. Got it. Okay. Uh, so I know your personal story and it's super cool and we're happy to have you down in Jacksonville, but tell, tell the audience about you and your story. Yeah. So my story began almost nine years ago on September 5th. It was a Friday I will never forget. Uh, At that time, I had a six-year-old little boy, James, a four-year-old little girl, Quinn, and a nine-month-old baby, Mackenzie. And Quinn was just looking and feeling a little off. Mm -hmm. And I I took her to the pediatrician and I said to the nurse, I said, "Do do you mind just like checking her urine? I feel like she has a urinary tract infection because she was wetting the bed, Mm. uh, having excessive thirst. Like, I mean, like you said, she was waking up at two in the morning, coming to my bedside, like, mommy, can, can I have some water? 
And it was August in the summer up in Connecticut. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, maybe you're just not getting enough water during, you know, the day. But so not normal. Yeah. yeah. And then she looked a little pale. She had itchy skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was showing all of these warning signs. But at the time, I knew nothing about. Like 90 percent of Americans. Right. Okay. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe but, higher. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I just knew there was something off. And so we took her in and the nurse checked her urine and she comes out and she's like, there's glucose in her urine. At that point, still not registering with me, like, what does that mean? And then they did the first of many finger pricks. So I had a little four-year-old and there's like a little pulse on your tip of your finger and it really stung her that first time. And they... It, it was off the charts. Usually those glu- those glucometers go up to 500. Uh, hers was so high, it just registered high. Oh, wow. Wow. And then she said, then the next question, she says, you know, does type 1 diabetes run in your family? And at that moment, the only thing that I knew was that their dad had lost a cousin who was a teenager to type 1 diabetes complications. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. oh wow. So... Uh, it, not long after that was the diagnosis. Yeah, we went to Yale for four days <laughs> and got trained on Diabetes 101. And then fast forward two years ago, this Easter. Here it goes. It, yeah. So I I saw the red flags with my younger daughter mm. almost immediately. And it was Easter morning and she had... Um, wet the bed and we were staying at a resort and she just said, oh, I couldn't find the bathroom. And then a week later, we're at home and it happened again. And the next morning it hits me. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, when I picked her up from school the day before, the first thing she said to me was, mama, I'm thirsty. So at that time, I'm making breakfast for the kids. We're getting ready for school. And I say, hey, why don't we all just test our, ourselves? We'll do that in support of Quinn, you know, test our blood sugar. And she's this happy-go-lucky eight-year-old. And she's like, sure, I'll go first. She pricks her finger, and it's over 300. Oh, and I just was like, no, that, this can't be. I literally had her test herself three times. Wow. So you have the eight-year-old that got it later in life. Well, later in life, but eight. And then mm-hmm. the four-year-old. So it, it comes at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, you have people over 30 years old. I, well, that's, that's rare, right? Um, no, or no, maybe surprisingly not. not. It can come on at any time Anytime. then. Okay. It can, yeah. You can get diagnosed with type 1 diabetes as an adult, and often adults are misdiagnosed. I have heard that, yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, their cousins... They uh, On their dad's side, we have three cousins with type 1. One had gestational diabetes with three pregnancies and at 40 was diagnosed with type 1. Wow. See? Yeah, I'm camp. learning something every day. Well, you know, when a family is diagnosed with T1D, you know, as I said at the beginning in the monologue, mm-hmm. that it's not just one person. It's the family's affected by it because there's certain lifestyle changes that, that go, like y- your sleeping pattern changed immediately. Uh, your life choices change immediately mm-hmm. because they have to. But, you know, there's a village out there for people. Um, and I'd like for you now to tell all the listeners about JDRF. And, you know, if somebody has a diagnosis, how JDRF gets involved and what you can do. Yeah. So your life does change immediately. I like going back to Quinn's diagnosis. I went through like the five stages of grief. I was stuck in anger for a really long time. Like, why did this happen to my child? Mm-hmm. It was the hardest year of my life. I was juggling three different types of insulin, putting them into 
um, to like tiny increments of amount into injections and, you know, stabbing my four-year-old child at birthday parties, on the playground, at school, at home, in the middle of the night. It, it was exhausting. When Mackenzie got diagnosed, you know, I, I went right to, <laughs> I skipped, I skipped the anger part. I went right to acceptance. And then I said, okay, I need to do more. And so I was fortunate enough to get the position with JDRF a year ago. Mm-hmm. And JDRF, our mission is to prevent, treat, and cure type 1 diabetes. It is the leading global organization funding type 1 diabetes research in the world. And we're at a really exciting time in history right now, making strides to find a cure. Uh, I've never been like more excited and we've never been more closer to a cure. That's uh, awesome. That is All so because exciting. of you, Pete. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know what? I'm so happy that I got involved uh, when I did. I meet great people like you and Brooks Biagini and Casey Repass. And, um, you know, a good friend of mine, Ryan Burroughs, reached out to me and Ryan says, Pete, you're never going to believe it. And I said, what? He goes, my little baby, Ellie has type 1 diabetes. We just found out. Do you know Do you know Ryan, by the way, Ryan Burroughs? Big Ryan. Yeah, big I know Ryan. the name, yeah. yeah. But you can't miss him. He's yeah. about six, six foot eight. six or eight. Yes. I don't know. Big red beard. And, um, uh, and I said, well, I know exactly what to do. I, I'll get you in touch with the great folks at, at JDRF, mm-hmm. and they're going to bring you into a network of folks that can help guide you through because you don't want to just go, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, trial and error get through this. There's a community of people that are here for you um, for free to just you know yeah. reach out and help well the most exciting thing is last year at one walk um, you know my whole uh, team at my office at Ascendo they were all out there manning the bouncy houses and directing traffic and helping people they all volunteered well Ryan came walking up uh, and I was at one of the stations and I I, I, I see he came to get his VIP hat and his other stuff. Well, his they had Ellie's popsicle stand was their JDRF yes. one walk team, and they raised a lot of money mm-hmm. for uh, for the cure. And we'll talk a little bit more about one walk in just a second. But that music right there tells us that we need to take a quick break and listen to this message from our show sponsor. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKV. Hey, Jacksonville, it's me, Angie Langlois, one of the managing partners here at Ascenda Resources in Jacksonville, Florida. Ascenda Resources is an award-winning, certified minority-owned staffing firm that specializes in placing highly skilled professionals on a temporary, temp-to-perm, or direct hire basis. Call the true professionals at Ascendo today, because despite the current challenges, our talented recruiters can find exactly what you need. Call me, Angie Langlois, at 904 904- 4799610 Welcome back all you hard workers that was our show sponsor the good folks at Ascendo Resources and if you need any kind of staffing and recruiting assistance call the good folks at Ascendo Resources of Jacksonville and they will take care of you I promise because it's going to be me and Angie for crying out loud and the 30 recruiters that we have behind us will be happy to help you that's what we do we're professionals folks don't try this at home All right, (laughs) (laughs) we're here with Colleen Morris and we're talking all about 
type 1 diabetes. We're learning about JDRF. Initially, it was called Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. That's is that correct. correct? Yeah, and now it's just JDRF, not to be confused with the Jacksonville Fire and Rescue Department. <laughs> That's JFRD. Good folks over there, but not them. Well, you know, uh, you know, what are some of the recent advancements for for folks that have type one diabetes, and maybe what's what's some of the things that might be around the corner, even? Yeah. Uh, so back in November, the FDA FDA approved Tzeld. And the way that you can think about T-Zield, so remember how I said the beta cells are the ones that produce the insulin? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The T-cells are the ones that attack the insulin. So if you think of T-Zield, okay, the, the zeal rhymes with shield, and it shields— I was going to say shield. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it shields it from the T-cells that attack— the beta cells which produce the insulin. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, so it's a good way to remember it. So T-Zield is the first disease-modifying treatment for individuals eight years and up at risk for developing type 1 diabetes. So what does that risk mean? It means if you exhibit two or more of the T1D type 1 diabetes-related antibodies. So this is the first time in history that we can offset this disease by two or more years. This is incredible. I was just going to ask that. So you can't keep it from happening. Ultimately, it's going to happen. It maybe. Well, who knows what's going to happen okay. in the next five years? That's amazing. Right, yeah, but that's if, if it delays it for two years. That's and in uh, and a year and a half from now they come up with something that, that, that the cure they just cure. why couldn't we come up with this? <laughs> well, you don't have you a brain like this, <laughs> and you don't have a whole research team that's that true. JDRF is helping to fund to, to come amazing. up with these wonderful that is so things. Awesome. Yeah, so part of JDRF's mission, obviously, we want to find a cure, okay? But we also want to prevent this disease from happening. Mm -hmm. So JDRF has screening such as T1 Detect that you can ask your doctor for to test you for these antibodies to see if you are at risk. Mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. wow. Like some of the, when you take your kids in, just a regular checkup, hey, let's check for this. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you can That's ask all. your pediatricians and your physicians for any type of screening that will help you offset this disease if, if you come back with two or more antibodies. Yeah. You know, my way back in the day, my Uncle Teddy had uh, type 1 diabetes, and it was a long time ago. And it was a death sentence, you know, for a mm -hmm. lot of uh, people way back when. So uh, even knowing that it's in my family somewhere, I, I would, you know, ha had that been out years ago, I would have tested, you know. Absolutely. So, interesting. Absolutely. Interesting. What else? Yeah. So what's been in the news recently, I'm sure you've all seen, is that some of the pharmaceutical companies like Lilly, Novo Nordisk, mm -hmm. Sanofi, they have all recently announced reductions to their prices of Amen. insulin, like Humalog and Novolog and Lantus. So this is also a huge win in the type 1 diabetes community. And JDRF continues to work with all of these stakeholders to support efforts like this and also the Civica Insulin Initiative, which is working on insulin affordability. Yeah, that's great. No, mo Nobody uh, should yeah. have to decide whether or not, you know, to buy groceries or to get insulin to save their lives or to parcel out food in order to have a life-saving treatment that they need. It's just wonderful advancements. Yeah, I, I had no idea that insulin, like, they were charging $400, $500. Oh, yeah. It's, I it, mean, it's, it's like a car payment. Yeah. We, we hit our deductible in my family in July. Like, it's like $6,000 right off know. the bat. Yeah. It's, wow. It's amazing. That's amazing. amazing. Okay. Sorry. We keep interrupting, but I'm just like, wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, tell us about some of the, the, the wonderful fundraisers. One thing I love oh, about yes. JDRF is, look, listen, none of this happens without funds from the good people. All you listeners out there, you need to get involved. You need to step up and, and contribute in any way you can. And we'll give information out to tell you how to do that. But JDRF has fundraisers throughout the year. All of them are unique, creative, incredibly fun. And, you know, Colleen, tell us a little bit about some of the good yeah, things you guys do. We have several events in Northern Florida that um, support the fundraising efforts to advance JDRF's mission. Uh, we have three galas coming up this fall in Tampa, Orlando, and Jacksonville. I love the Jacksonville oh one. Gosh. Pete the Job Guy is a perennial sponsor of the bar. I want to make <laughs> sure everybody gets good and liquored up before the big auction comes. So those wallets, it's its like wallet lube. Drink up, guys, because you got to spend your money. Oh, my gosh. Buy. The auctioneer guy, he's hilarious. Oh, and oh the my prizes, the, mm-hmm. I mean, the packages we bid on, Angie and I big bidders every year. We know every dollar goes to a great cause, yes. so we spend a lot of dollars. And we, Okay, so I'm going to stop talking. Well, we're, Love the we're so grateful for Pete the Job Guy <laughs> for sponsoring the bar. So we welcome you back. So in Jacksonville, it's going to be on Thursday, November 9th, back at TPC Sawgrass Clubhouse. Awesome. And this year's fall party is going to be themed Into the Blue to align with National Diabetes Awareness Month. All right, cool. good. Well, Are we'll, you going to have the champagne wall again? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it is great. People uh, dress sharp. They participate in the theme. Um, I think it was like 600 uh, people or some. We raised well over it's a half so a million fun. dollars that yeah. night. And yeah. it's, it is wonderful. I can't wait to see everybody. You know, Make sure you know I'm already a bar sponsor. I'm, all, I'm already 100% committed. <laughs> yeah, so that's November 9th. But we have right around the corner, we have a big, big event, One Walk, right? right. Yes. And, a couple other ones in there, too, so we, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, sorry, go so ahead. Yeah, fun. yeah, so, okay, so we have the gala in the fall, and I also just want to give a shout-out to our ride program, which is November 30th to December 3rd in Amelia Island. It's up to 100 miles, and as they say, it's about the smiles, not the miles. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember Brooke saying that. If you haven't uh, uh, ridden a bike in, in Amelia Island, it's the number one place in the United States to ride a bike. It's the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place, uh, and what better thing to do is go out there ride a bunk, uh, ride and a raise bi- money. bike with a bunch of people meet new friends get out there and raise money for uh so burn some JDRF. wicked calories yeah. yeah and as angie mentioned we do have our walks coming yes. up we have three walks coming up in april in tampa orlando and jacksonville the walk is the largest peer-to-peer fundraiser and t1d event in the world wow yeah we have 150 jdrf one walks across the country each year it powers more research enables more advocacy and funds more support for the 1.6 million Americans living with type 1 diabetes. And this year in Jacksonville, what's the date on that one? Yeah, so it's in Jacksonville on Saturday, April 22nd at UNF. The walk festivities begin at 8 a.m. The walk starts at 9. It's three miles with a one-mile option, and it's a really special day for our community. It's a family-friendly event. Last year, uh, it was so much fun. It, uh, they had the bouncy houses, the the face paint, the little temporary tattoos, things for the kids to to do uh, and a, a lot of good just uh, uh, family friends people out there and I'll tell you one thing about people and their families with type 1 di- diabetes they appreciate people being out there even if you yes. have no connection other than you just want to come out um, 
the people will walk right up to you and thank you. Genuine and sincere appreciation for, for being there. And I love that yes. uh, about JDRF and the T1D community. So how do they reach out? Like, let's say I want to donate a million dollars today. How do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I welcome you and I encourage you to reach out. Uh, so there's a couple ways to get involved with, uh, with our fundraising efforts. So if you wanted to make a straight out donation, you can go to JDRF.org forward slash Northern Florida. Okay. And there'll be a donate, a blue button that says donate. And then you can also link up to all of the great events that are happening in, in our community. And we also have um, a, a walk site that is uh, walk.jdrf.org forward slash Jacksonville 2023. And I, I encourage individuals, families, schools, companies to mm -hmm. register for a walk team. We have volunteer opportunities as well, and we welcome corporate sponsorships. And that's a great way for your company to get engaged, um, you know, while creating positive change and reaching your, your philanthropic goals in our community. Outstanding. Well, we're running out of time right here. Colleen Morris, thank you so much for being on thank Hard you. Worker with thank Keith the Job Guy. Me. All right, guys, that music tells us we're coming to the bottom of the hour. We're going to take a quick break here. Stay with us for the second half. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKV. Thank you. Hard Worker to Pete Welcome back, all you hard workers. This is the second half. If you missed the first half, Colleen Morris from JDRF was on, explained a lot of things about type 1 diabetes and the events. I want to talk about that in a second. But that little voice you heard that welcomes us back from the bottom uh, of the hour break is Jaden. And he is our producer's five-year-old son. And he's welcome back. Hard workers to beat the job guy. Isn't that awesome? He's a big part of the show. We're so glad he does it each and every week. And uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. And that's a future radio star right there, folks. So glad he does it for us. And guess what? He does it for free. And I bet in a year, when he turns six, he's gonna need he's gonna need to get paid. And that's when he's fired. You hear that, Jaden? You're fired <laughs> at six. <laughs> Don't say that. He'll start crying. No, no, no. But I mean it. If he's asking for Yeah, no. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, you know, um, and, you know, like for the last two years, I've been on the board of directors for the community board for, right. uh, for JDRF. And it's been an exciting ride to just watch how people get involved, the, the different ways they get involved for these events and fundraisers and their reasons why. Like everybody's got a why. Yeah. You don't just jump out there and put yourself into a situation like that if you don't care and you're not passionate about it. Well, I've been surrounded by some of the most passionate people. One of the big things that pulled me in, too, was Brooks Biagini. Yep, and, and the Casey other one was, Repass. Yeah, Tom Anderson. And, and Tom, Tom Anderson. Tom's yeah. leadership uh, when he was uh, uh, the, the chairman uh, of that board and, you know, telling his personal story about being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. He's mad. I was going to say, he never got past stage 1, yeah, which he, is being pissed off. Yeah, he is pissed <laughs> off at this division. 
disease. And back then, and we talked about some of the advancements. And Tom says, imagine being 16 years old and, you know, you're doing all these sticking fingers. He said, at that age, I had to pee into a cup. And that's how they tested my my levels. And he says, imagine being in high school, having to duck out and pee in a cup all the time. It was was tough. Yeah, he has horror stories for sure. Yeah, he has a lot. But his leadership and guidance, and then it was followed up by uh, uh, Tom uh, uh, Walsop, and, yeah. and, and he was phenomenal, too. I mean, yeah. just great leadership, Yeah, great and you community. know what I love about JDRF in general is they're thankful, gracious. Um, they, all they ever do is make you feel like warm and, and happy for like even giving your time and, and, and appreciate it. Yes. That's and that goes big, a long way. Right. Cause Angie, you and I are uh, philanthropists, right? Yes. You know, we give back, not just with our money, with our time, but we're selective. Right. We are. Who, who we choose. And we get, we get behind JDRF cause number one, we know that every dollar that we give, goes to such a wonderful cause and it's measurable advancements that come out and it's it's almost annually you see something different that jdrf has have had a hand in you know mm-hmm. where they're helping to fund the research that that comes up with these wonderful things on route to finding the cure so we we see that there's a difference so we give but also we want to feel appreciated because there's a couple of causes we've given to and you get a standard form letter like, yeah, thanks, and a slap on the back and a bag of chips. And, you know, you don't feel like you're part of the community, the JDRF community. Well, they make you want to keep giving and giving and giving, and that is a blessing yeah, because it, it's uh, it's just awesome. It's true. And when I say the events are fun, <laughs> well, that helps too. <laughs> you know, the, the One Walk event, half of my team was out there last year, and we all had a good time. People, some of them brought their kids, and we were out there. We we knew we were doing the right oh, thing they by were helping sweating people. sweating and doing face tattoos. Oh, Michaela said it took her like 45 minutes to figure it out. She was smearing them everywhere. <laughs> do, and you Nobody remember, cares, you do, know. You remember you and I had a station where it was happened to be a really, hot morning and keep in mind this uh, we get out there we volunteer to help set up and everything after they set everything up like a mini tornado came oh that was the night before yes and ripped up all these beautiful tents and these portable tents and these stations ripped them to shreds oh that's right and she had to run to walmart they and had redo to run it. and buy all new tents i forgot about that and we got there i think seven o'clock in the morning on a saturday and we got there, and they're just like, go over here, get set up all these chairs and do it. And everything was kind of like frantic because it was last minute. But, you know, the people that were there Brooks hustled. pulls it together, uh, though. Brooks can, it doesn't Brooks matter can do how anything. frantic it Brooks, is. Brooks, me and Jeannie can pull anything together. Yeah. And uh, I don't think she got frazzled one no. bit. We were more frazzled. but For her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got everything set up, the tents, man, the water trucks out, the, the flags for, you know, who goes where and here's the route. Got everything set up. The wonderful people that were there volunteering. Uh, giving their time and their energy did a phenomenal job and the event went off without a hitch raised a bunch of money but people didn't want to leave you know, oh, it's after, an all-day thing yeah after the one walks over we all hung out they had music they had a big stage you take a bunch of pictures well we're all out there dancing and and, and i had a good time so guys i i really invite you look up jdrf's one walk uh for jacksonville it'll be in april come out and spend some time with the good folks there 
there, you know, give money, donate. If you can't be there, donate. If you can be there, you know, it, just by signing up, your funds go uh, uh, towards JDRF and helping fund the research for prevention to, to, to help make lives a little bit better, improve the lives of the folks affected, and eventually find a cure. So, yeah, get involved. But yeah, at a minimum, come and walk and burn some calories. Right. I mean, it's all positive. <laughs> Let's hey, go. But um, the gala, do you not oh, look forward man. to that every year? I really, really do. Um, and I love the prizes. Every single year we do this big vacation, and it's usually one that we get at the gala. Right, right. Cause I know we're not going to Africa, even though we pay a lot of money for it, yeah. but... Yeah, Mine is that. yeah, but there there are trips. Uh, there's trip packages. There's you know necklace packages, wine packages, golf packages. Well, and there's, they take their time and they put it together right. So right. not only do you have a trip, but you have an a, you know an agenda, right. um, plane tickets. I mean, they put everything together and it's very thoughtful. And they, I'm telling you, they have the best auctioneer. What was his name? I don't know. He, uh, it doesn't matter if you weren't going to buy. An, you're yeah, going to buy. Yeah, that Australian yeah. Uh, fellow, his accent is great. But the way he explains everything, he takes his time, and it, it's a great event. Vic Malucci is uh, always, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the, the the host, and he's he's phenomenal. There's just some good people that are involved. It's a fun night. And years past, it was black tie and mm -hmm. gowns. And every year, there's a little bit of a theme. And and um, it's, it's just, just fun. Come it's out fun and, and have fun. Yeah. yeah. Come out and have fun. And it's it's a good place to see have and fun, be seen. Have fun, give back. <laughs> As well. And it is true. That's part of our theme, right. Angie. Work hard, have fun, give back. give back to your community. And I can't think of a better way than, uh, than giving to, uh, and participating with the good folks at JDRF uh, here in Greater Jacksonville. All right, I think it's about time we take a quick break and listen to this message from our show sponsor. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKV. Hey, Jacksonville, it's me, Angie Langlois, one of the managing partners here at Ascenda Resources in Jacksonville, Florida. Ascenda Resources is an award-winning, certified minority-owned staffing firm that specializes in placing highly skilled professionals on a temporary, temp-to-perm, or direct hire basis. Call the true professionals at Ascendo today, because despite the current challenges, our talented recruiters can find exactly what you need. Call me, Angie Langlois, at 904 904- Four seven nine nine six one zero. you hard workers that was our show sponsor ascendo resources right here in jacksonville florida ascendo resources is an award-winning certified minority-owned staffing firm and angie and i are the co-managing partners of the office and we have a wonderful wonderful team tom nolan is a partner in the office we have uh peyton otzenberger who is our managing director of perm we have co-managing directors of our temporary staffing division it's alexis brown and katie Wright. katie Wright as well and we just have a wonderful team of people that work hard we're vastly different folks every age color gender ethnicity national origin all of it guys we're really really different 
But what I love about our team is we can come together and row in the same direction and get things done. Yes. And do you remember we opened this office in, what was it? It was the end of 2019. It was December 1st, 2019. Okay. Okay. There you, you go. You can't De- forget it. December 1st, 2019, we opened the doors here in Ascendo Resources of Jacksonville. And we started with a little tiny team of four. And you remember, Ange, you, me, Tom, and, and Alexis just swinging for the fences. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love Tom Nolan because here's a 200K-plus guy <laughs> that just happened to be um, going through a transition. And all we said is, Tom, you in? He's like, yeah. I'll Can take- you pay me? Well, like, not really. Not really. <laughs> no. But we will. And he goes, he goes, all, All right, right, whatever. Let's do it's it. You guys, let's do it. And it was, it's just, it's hilarious to me. The yeah, story, and like a lot that. of people yep. talk about how they've never heard of Ascenda Resources. Well, there was no Ascenda Resources. Right. Pete and I, Tom and Alexis, we are Ascenda Resources, and now we're 30 plus in Jacksonville for the last three years. So now people are starting to know who Ascenda Resources is in Jacksonville. And right now we're in the process of going from 30 recruiters to 50 recruiters. And guys, what I want to make sure you know is those recruiters, they work in Jacksonville, the greater Jacksonville area. We have some business out in Tallahassee and uh, Gainesville, but that's where our outreach is. It's, it's northern Florida. And there are bigger agencies but the bigger agencies work national orders. You know what? They'll do a little bit in Jacksonville, and then they chase stuff in te- Tennessee and Dallas, and then they go out further west. Our recruiters are dedicated to greater Jacksonville, the candidates that we work with. some Now, now granted, some of you, you tell us, hey, Pete, they're fully remote, so the candidates can be anywhere. And then we'll recruit in other uh, cities. But the main thrust of what we do, the the clients that we satisfy are Jacksonville-based clients. And when they tell us they need Jacksonville-based candidates, there's no larger firm dedicated to greater Jacksonville than we are. And Angie, talk about some of the divisions that we have here in Jacks. So now um, we have a big temp team um, that divides into finance and accounting, um, administrative, healthcare, legal, um, and we can help you with anything in those areas and probably outside of that as well. But um, then we also have direct hire, permanent teams, um, and that encompasses accounting finance, um, engineering, technology, healthcare. I mean, really, we cover a, a vast area of diff- all different industries. Um, you name it, we can help you with outside of uh, maybe some warehouse people. But Right. So if you think like from a temporary standpoint, if clients need – you know, sometimes you just need a temp coverage for, let's say, your receptionist or somebody's going on uh, a vacation. Or maternity and, leave or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And you need somebody for a defined period of time or but maybe undefined. You just need some help. You know, sometimes like uh, our technology division, let's say there's an implementation or a conversion or a migration to a, a, a new release or something. And you just need another set of hands to come out uh, and help make it happen. You need a developer for uh, four months or two weeks, whatever. We can handle that. And and your temp team, I saw one that you guys did. I don't know how you pulled it off, (laughs) but there was a client that needed a few hundred temporaries for like a few months, but they needed it on ridiculously short notice. Listen, if you want to call me (laughs) and give me 200 jobs to fill tomorrow, we will probably stop what we're doing and get it done for you because if it's real 
and you have a real need, then we have real recruiters that will spend their days and nights and they will fill that for you. So I just want to make that clear. Right. And that's that's one thing. If someone says, hey, Pete, you know, in, in a week from now, we need 200 people. We're going to make sure there's nothing in the process on our side and certainly not on the client side that delay. Because if you delay in your decision making, um, you, you, we can't because we're going to move real fast and right. we're just going to find more and find more. But we deliver. But bottom we line. deliver. I like the pre-screening process that you do with the, a lot of the video interviews. So this is new um, and I love it because now that COVID hit, we, you know, it's all about the videos. <laughs> it is a change and tech. from yeah. COVID, right? So now we have a pre-screen. So we have an AR team, which is associate recruiter. So let's say you want to get into recruiting, but you don't have any experience and nobody wants to give you a shot. We will. You want to come in and dial a bunch of um, candidates and, and source for us? We'll give you a shot. Um, and then from there, you go to an executive recruiter for screening. Um, and so this, if you're listening and you want to know what an agency behind the scenes does, that's what we do. So it's two layers. Then we video the, in, the, the candidate. We record it. And then we send all of that over to the client to view before they can they even want to move forward. So it just saves a lot of time on everybody's part. That was one thing. Like when you put that together, I was like, wow, it's a game changer because the client, you ask the client to say, uh, you know, give me your five to 10 pre-screen questions that you have to have answered. And we will ask those questions and you'll see we're not coaching them. This is the first time that they've heard each question. I'm going to ask that question on video. Mm -hmm. So it, it skips a step from the client. Their pre-screen is done. They're at decision making mode. They can just watch the questions being asked. They look at the recruiter notes, uh, the way the candidate responds to the video. Uh, they look at the resume uh, references, managerial references yep. that are provided, and the client can make a hiring decision like that. It's, it's, it, and that's what allows them to move expeditiously. And, In this market, which you need to do. Right, because, you know, we always tell our clients, you know, hey, Mr. Client, you and I have to work together to get a great candidate off the market. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, there's more jobs than there are people uh, nowadays. So... Yeah, a temp candidate has 24 hours and a perm candidate has three days to a week before they're, you know, getting tapped on the shoulder for another opportunity. Right, like temp candidates, you know, they have to find a job because they need a revenue stream quickly right. so they can pay the bills. And right. uh, temp candidates a lot of times go from one project to the another. Mm -hmm. If it's not uh, temp to hire, they temp, temp, temp. But right. they don't Which sit, is fine. Yeah. yeah, but the good ones don't sit idly. Right. And there are like a lot of good accounts receivable uh, clerks with, you know, three to five years or maybe even more experience. Um, and, and they're really good. Okay. All it takes a lot of times is one phone call to the accounts receivable manager at a certain company. And uh, you call them and just say, hey, I want to let you know I got an AR person that's great, high volume, just like she's looking right now. And if they say, oh, yeah, schedule her yeah, for no. an interview. Well, in she a can week start tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So if you are an uh, accounts receivable person out there, call me. I can get you a job tomorrow. Right. And uh, yeah, what are some of the hot hot ones right oh, now wow. that, so, that move quickly? Um, so Accounting finance has always been hot, but specifically, and I think we've talked about this before, but in accountant, 
any level of an accountant right now can get a job and they can get a job paying five to $10,000 more than even five years ago. Right. Um, so hot, hot market. Um, and, and I would say to the accounting and finance students that are out there, let's say at UNF, great accounting school, by the way, University yes. of North Florida is a great accounting school. Let's say you're out there. Hey guys, your GPA matters. Okay. In accounting more than anything else. Okay. And, and you can go out and get a technology degree. Nobody ever asks what the GPA is, but I'm going to tell you what, on just about every accountant's resume, they put their GPA because the managers want to know, how did they perform in school? Did they just do enough to get by or did they really get it? And that's important. Yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting because 15, 18 years ago when I was the president of ASWA, which is now, uh, I think it's the... American Finance Business Association or something like right. that. It used to be the Association or American Society of Women Accountants or something like but that. But they told us then there was a shortage in students that are actually going to get their accounting degrees. And that was 18 years ago. And they said this is going to be a big issue in 15 years from now. And guess what? And guess what? <laughs> it's it's a big issue. Yes, it's a big issue. It's a big issue. But look, accounting and finance is hot. Technology is hot. And in technology, data, analytics, um, you know, anything to do with the uh, the Microsoft suite of products, uh, you know, for, from the business intelligence tools to the, you know, Windows operating system to the SQL databases. And I mean, this is a Microsoft town, so all that stuff's hot. But there's, a, I, I, but mean, I mean, truth be told, the unemployment rate is is so low and across the board. If you are somebody that needs a job, you have good job tenure and you, you just need to get somewhere, we can find you a job. Right. Everybody's hiring. All open jobs are hot right now. Right. And, and I'll share with anybody that wants to get into recruiting, Angie and I are hiring, but you know what we look for is drive energy. You know, if, if you have, even if you have no experience, right. But we can sense via the questions that we ask, you know, are you going to make it or you're not going to make it? Because it's not easy. And, you know, sometimes it can be a grind. It mm -hmm. can be. Uh, and it's sales, ultimately. My product is people. I sell people. I'm in the human trafficking business, okay? That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, in a good way, not a bad way. Right. <laughs> but but listen, hey, I could talk about the yeah, business we could, forever, forever. But at, at this point in time, guys, uh, I, I, this is one of our favorite parts of the show. This is where you get uh, Boston Danny. Boston Danny gives you your folks a wicked piss a shout out like only Boston Danny can. So if you have somebody you need to give a shout out to, send me an email. My email address is Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. I'll give it to Danny and he'll give your person a wicked piss a shout out. With no further ado, let's get this week's Boston update from Boston Danny. Hello, Jacksonville. Danny here with your Northern Update. Well, spring has sprung and it's just beautiful out up here. Let me tell you, the, the, the warm days and the, the cool nights gets that maple sap running and we can make some maple syrup. You know, it's stuff, it's stuff that we like to do up here in New England. Come on up and check it out. You go for a tour, you can see them actually making it up in a lot of places. Um, the weather has just been gorgeous. You know, the crocus is coming up. Everything's starting to pop. But, you know, it's still March. We get a lot of winter ahead of us. Uh, you know, the mornings are very cold. The afternoons are very warm. And it's just, just don't know what to do. You go to work with a jacket, you come home with a T-shirt. But that's New England for you, folks. Stick around. You don't like the weather. It's going to change. 
Um, on the sports front, you know, we got the uh, the Celtics. They, you know, they had a little hiccup coming out of the All-Star break, but they're back on the groove. You'll be seeing them guys in the playoffs. So keep your eye on the uh, on the green. We're making it happen. In the Boston Bruins, what can you say to them? To them, they're just running the league, and everything else that goes with that. It's just really, really good hockey. Uh, you get a chance to catch them on TV. Sit down for a couple hours, and if you want to, if you want to watch textbook hockey, just watch these guys. They play the game hard, and they play it right. It's just a lot of fun to be watching them. Uh, the Patriots, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of guys, a lot of news on there. We had Devin McCourty retire. The guy's incredible. What a guy in the neighborhood. He's always around the communities doing everything for charity and everything else, too. Uh, Dante Hightower, he's gone, too. But, you know, it's rebuilding. You pass the torch, you get something else going on. Passing the torch is, you know, that's that's something that's inevitable to happen. And we always get up and do it. But they're putting together a good, uh, a good, a, a nice team. You know, we'll always be competitive, always, always. Uh, the baseball, the Red Sox are going fantastic. You know, it was nice seeing that um, the World Cup play there. The, the, that was a classic. And, you know, the, the Japanese, what a, what a team they had put together. And they just put it together. That was a beautiful ending. So, um, but my Boston Red Sox, they're getting ready to get going. We're having a lot of fun watching this stuff. And uh, it, should be a, it should be a good product that we got going on here. We're going to have a lot of fun. So get your shout-outs to me. And uh, we can... Um, you know, get them into me, get your birthdays, and get me your your anniversaries, and I'll give them out to you. So for this week, we got Wicked Pisser Wicked Piss birthday wishes, and that goes to Amy Jewell, uh, Brooks Biagini, uh, Joe Montano, and Linda Savlin. That comes from Jim and Denise Eyes, and that's from Big Mike. You guys enjoy your uh, birthdays. Do something nice for yourself. Nobody else gives it out to you, so you might as well do it for yourself. Uh, brothers and sisters, enjoy the weather down there in Jacksonville. I know it's gorgeous. I keep an eye on it. And uh, remember your first responders, your police, your, your firemen, your nurses, your doctors, all those people that, you know, you're not at your best when you see them, but they do their, they're there to help you out there. And always, our military, retired and active duty, keep them in our thoughts and our prayers. Brothers and sisters in Jacksonville, enjoy the weekend. Peter, I'll be in touch. Oh, another gem from Boston, Danny. Well, guys, we had Colleen Morris. So glad she came out. Talked about type 1 diabetes, JDRF, and the upcoming One Walk that I hope you all participate in. And if you can't be there, at least donate some money. And Angie and I talked a lot about being a recruiter, Ascendo Resources. Call Ascendo if you need any help with staffing or recruiting. Well, you just did it. Guys, have a great week. You just listened to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKV. And, and Angie, your mom. mom. <laughs>